0: we're alive <laughs> what was that ow now brown cow <laughs> yes it's <laughs> a good one should do that one we need to do some vocal warm-ups before we start that would be good but anyway uh completely fresh here we are here we are welcome back to leaf's late night i'm your host roscoe joined by beaner and Sadi. remember to give us a follow on uh all of the platforms, I guess, we're out on, on anywhere you listen to podcasts, but we're also up on YouTube, on the Inside the Rink YouTube channel. The video was always there. Uh, apologies, the last one was a little late. That's my bad. I didn't send it in. Uh, but they are always up uh, usually as soon as we're done. So go and check that out if you like watching them. Otherwise, here we are, wherever you're listening. Give us a follow on... I'm not going to say... Uh, it's X now. Mine finally changed. Are your Twitters X?
1: Nope, not yet. My-
2: mine finally just did but uh, just like I still call it the ACC and the Skydome I will still call it Twitter
0: See those ones are starting to wear off for me the Skydome and the ACC like it, it took more than a couple years but I think it's it's finally starting to catch the new names and uh, I'm just sad that Twitter's no longer Twitter but with how things are going it's probably gonna be Twitter again in like two months. who knows. Who knows? So anyway, follow us on X and on uh, Instagram for all of the updates. But alas, we are back. Um, oh, even as I say this, we got some people still sending us in questions. So that is great. We're going to be mostly just talking about the questions today. A little uh, little family episode, as we'll call it. Uh, but first, some unfortunate news in Leafs Nation this week. Um, we, I mean... Rodion Amirov, um, everything that we heard was that, uh, things were progressing, which seemed, you know, to brighten everybody's spirits a bit. And then I guess, I don't know when things went south, but we, uh, we lost Rodion Amirov on Monday, um, at the age of 21, just heartbreaking way too soon, way too young. Uh, somebody that, you know, had a bright future in the sport and was uh, strong and fighting through brain cancer. I can't imagine what he was going through and, and uh, how positive he stayed. And I mean, we really only got to see a little bit of him, but um, man, that just, that hurt.
1: Yeah. There's not yeah, really, I mean, that's some really, really tough news. Like all the hockey stuff aside, it seemed like he was a really great kid and to lose some at that age in that way too. Like, such a tough way to go it's one positive just like the outreach of the hockey community that's been pretty positive so far yeah I mean
0: even hearing from uh, I saw Nick Robertson and and Tavares on Twitter both had really nice things to say Um, I'm not saying other people didn't but those are just the ones that I happened to catch in the few uh, minutes I was on that day Um, yeah everybody who met him said he was a really really uh, bright kid and you know great to be around so it's just it really sucks
2: it, it does like the, the strength and the courage that he showed going through that battle as positively and, and as confidently as he did and, and as publicly too, right. Being a prop, like a prospect and property of the Leafs. Um, yeah, it's like a hockey player aside, like he was only 21 years old. Like that's terrible.
0: Yeah. Really, uh, really, really sucks um condolences to anybody uh around the family and friends and the team and all that uh just heartbreaking but unfortunately it wasn't the end of monday's news as we also lost bobby bond who was a Leafs legend and part of the last stanley cup winning team so um i mean i'm sure beaner you know more about bobby bond if you want to touch on some some history there your yeah serious. just
2: <laughs> i've actually got the reverse retro on as a Throwback oh uh, to Mr. Bond. Um, he was like your your prototypical rugged stay-at-home defenseman, like the type of defenseman that you, you would want on your team, right? Tough as nails, would do anything for you. Just like he, he was a leader back there, a vital member of the Leafs teams in the 60s. Um, one of his most famous moments is scoring a – Game six overtime winning goal to force a game seven on a broken ankle.
0: Yeah, I've been hearing that one a lot from all the other shows. And my God, I like you hear this stuff about, you know, punctured lung and broken rib and broken sternum and all this and that. But like your ankles are kind of important for all (laughs) of hockey, not just like, oh, if I move a certain way, then I'm fine. No, like, how are you doing that? Like in an interview Years and years and years later, like the
2: interview was probably only about 10 years or, or so ago. Excuse me, he mentioned that he blocked a shot, and the shot was from Gordie Howe. So, anybody who's seen pictures of Gordie Howe online, the guy was just a tank. He blocked a shot from Gordie, it hurt. At the next face off, he hears a pop or a crack yep. and then falls to the ice, was carried mm-hmm. off on a stretcher. Lovely had his leg frozen, and then jumped back on the ice in overtime to score the overtime winner. Uh, you know, not like it was against me. It was against Terry Sawchuk, one of the <laughs> best goaltenders to ever play the game.
0: Yeah, I heard it was like an hour and a half that he was off the ice before he came back. That's insane. Like, oh, my God. Yeah, that's crazy. Just like the still, adrenaline's worn up be- at that point. Exactly. That's what I was going to say. Like to still be warmed up and ready to jump in and be like, "No, I got this." After being off the ice that long, like the game's over in your mind. My
2: Just God, it's a
1: legendary tale.
2: Yeah. So he, he was he was an incredible player and and such a great ambassador for the team too. Throughout like going forward throughout the years after that, so it's uh, truly a, a tough loss.
0: Yeah, another uh, another legend, unfortunately gone. Um, oh, and I see uh, Nick Castellanos has just hit a home run. Um, <laughs> sorry for anybody who doesn't get that. I just stumbled upon this one. This is our hard right transition out of that one. <laughs> so for the from what I can find 12th or 13th time, this week Nick Castellanos, who plays for the Phillies currently, um, has this weird streak of hitting home runs or RBIs in the middle of like really inappropriate, um, not inappropriate, but like serious conversations or dedications or things like he will interrupt things with a home run. So it started with this one announcer who had to make an apology for something that got caught on a hot mic. And like in the middle of his apology, he stops to say like, Oh, and that's a home run for Nick Castellanos. And that is uh four nothing. <laughs> it's so funny. And then they, um, Apparently, within minutes of Will Smith slapping Chris Rock, this guy hit a home run. They were (laughs) doing a dedication for Queen Elizabeth II. And like as they're wrapping it up, he hits a home run. Uh, They were talking about how the one J's coach got arrested for a DUI, hits a home run. They were doing a dedication for the 20th anniversary of 9-11, hits a home run. Uh, so apparently the other day they were talking about this ALS foundation and how it's you know impacted baseball with Lou Gehrig's disease and everything and like while they're talking about it he's on base and everyone's or at, at uh, on the plate and everyone's like mm, I don't know about this. sure enough it's an there's, RBI double there's a,
1: there's a great gambling <laughs> angle to be had here
0: Yeah it's just the weirdest streak because though some of them are in arena things, a lot of them are just the announcers talking about stuff. So it's not even like he knows all of the time that this is going on. It's just such a random thing to keep happening. That's a fun one. Weird. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, moving on, we've got, uh, like I said, a bunch of questions from y'all from X or Twitter. I don't really care what you want to call it. Follow us at Leafs Late Night, and uh, you can catch whenever I ask for questions. So the first one here from Chris Bruchay at DJ or at Chris Bruchay DJ Rabbit. Uh, what do you think the holdup is for the extension for Matthews? Uh, I mean Nealander. I guess is the best answer or the that's, easiest answer.
2: That's probably the easiest answer, but it's. It's such a weird scenario, like coming in at at this crucial of a time, he's trying to learn what Brad wants to do, how he wants to run things, trying to decide if he wants to commit the rest of his prime to this team and where Brad wants to go and what he wants to build. Like I don't blame the guy for not just signing blindly like you'd want to have good serious discussions with the general manager about like the type of team that he wants to put on the ice before you go and
0: commit no oh, fair enough oh you know what i forgot to do <laughs>
1: <laughs> hi this is mike ross public address announcer Toronto Maple Leafs, and Whoops. this is the leafs late night podcast your post-game destination and now your starting lineup roscoe the fanalist southey beaner and Darty Brodeur on the Leafs Late Night Podcast.
0: Okay. I just had to, you know. I missed it one of the last couple times, and it was bugging me <laughs> that it wasn't there, so... I have an intro for a reason. <laughs> okay. Um, so, yeah. It, feeling out what for Living wants to do with the team is definitely something uh, that probably him and Nylander are both uh, trying to suss out before they sign for longer than a couple of years. Um, I don't know, Sadie. do you have anything you want to add to that uh, theory or your own?
1: I feel you guys pretty much nailed it on the head. I imagine that there's an agreement that they both want him to come back, right? He wants to come back. The team obviously wants him back. Um, To Binder's point, he's probably just going to wait a bit, see what Brad's going to do, and that's going to determine whether he's going to sign here three years, five years, or even further than that. But you got to think with the way the cap's going up. He's probably going to sign a shorter-term deal, but I'm not too scared that this isn't going to happen.
0: Yeah, I think the problem with signing either of them long-term is you're going to have to go so high on the um, the AAV just because the cap's going yeah. up that I don't think they're going to be able to afford it like next year and the year after before it really starts jumping. Uh, yeah, especially so- if
1: you don't have Nylander signed too. It's really hard to commit those types of dollars in years, even if it is Matthews.
0: Yeah, so I think the, the order of operations is Nylander first because you're hoping that that's obviously, I mean, not hoping, it should be a lower dollar value regardless of what his agent says than uh, what what you're going to give Matthews. So you got to figure Nylander out first. He probably wants to figure out uh, yeah. goaltending too. I don't know. There, mm-hmm. There's a lot of things that have to happen and dollars that need to be spent elsewhere before they can throw around like, you know, $20 million. on two guys. Yeah.
2: That being said, though, at this point, like the start of next season, when that new contract would kick in, that's the last season Tavares is under contract for right now.
0: No, oh, that's true. Didn't think mm-hmm. of that. Like
2: at, at this point, give him, give him his thirteen, give him his fourteen, whatever it is, because you like those type of players don't come around that often. We don't want to lose him. We don't want the uh, Kachuk or Goudreau situation
0: yeah and you don't want to lose them especially to keep Tavares for you know whatever yeah. it is are you talking moving him on in that last year or just the fact that you only have one more year
2: who Tavares no 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 yeah. not moving him on just that it's not like you have five or six years of 11 million dollars John Tavares in his late 30s right fair Mm-hmm.
0: yeah Um, so yeah, there's, there's a whole bunch of different answers to that question, but it's a good one. Um, what do you think the first domino to fall here is? Because obviously there's a lot of things that, that have to happen. What do you think the first one that we're going to see is?
2: Publicly, I think the first thing to go down is going to be Nylander, whether he stays or gets traded or, or what it is. But the big problem with him is if you do trade him trying to find someone who brings what he brings for under seven well okay he's basically seven millions for under eight million you're gonna be next impossible to do that
0: yeah agreed okay uh so next question Phil Wilds at p wilds 121 uh did the team get better or worse over the off season so let me just pull up uh, bah, bah, bah the additions and subtractions
2: you want to go first on this one Sudley? I've kind of been taken over no (laughs) no worries it's all you buddy Uh, my opinion I, I think that it's definitely been better like just for even if you just look at the left wing position alone 100% like we go into the season starting our starting left wings are Tyler Bertuzzi Max Domi and Matthew Nye's in some order, like not necessarily that order.
0: Yeah, I think the first line definitely looks better. Not that, I mean, Bunting was good, but a little inconsistent and a little hot headed. And, you know, uh, yeah. So having Tyler Bertuzzi that's a little more consistent and offensive producing and, you know, can still bring that same kind of grit and back up Matthews and Marner. I think that's awesome. Uh, Domi on the second line. I'm just going off of what's you know projected here um, with Tavares and Nylander is awesome. Uh, if you've got Nyes in there on the third line, I mean, Gambrell on the fourth, David Kampf on your third line. Like, I mean, it all looks good. I like it better than, I mean, Engvall was pretty inconsistent last year. Could never really put two and two together. Um, who else would have we lost? Justin Hall's gone I mean I like this team better I mean I know John yeah. Greenberg's not a great defenseman but hey we've still got Brody and we've still got Riley and a couple others yeah. so
1: he's going to do so much for your second power play unit too I think just like the depth move we made on left wing alone makes us a better team right now Um, not to be yeah. forgotten too Martin Jones like if we have goaltender problems we have way better insurance than we did last year right? That is Forgot a huge that. thing going yeah. forward as well
0: um. Yeah. So actually, before we get down to Martin Jones, because that is going to be our next question, um, what do you like the best on um, on the addition side here, Bean? Um. Am I allowed to say a full season of Matthew Nyes? Uh, <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. Honestly, it like part of the moves they've made opens up a spot for him. So, mm-hmm. like.
2: Max, it's probably just for the nostalgia, but Max Domi, I really like that. Like, he's very familiar with Marner. They played together in London. Who knows, that might be a new... Not wanting to throw him up on the first line without seeing them play together, but Matthews, Marner, and Domi might be a hell of a line.
0: That would be fun. you
2: You could free up Nyes, Tavares, and Nylander then for your second. Like that that would be a dangerous line as well. But then you're throwing Bertuzzi on your third. Like,
0: I was just going to say, that, where do you put Bertuzzi?
2: Yeah, the fact good, that we have so many out. options now. It, exactly.
1: Yeah. We
2: haven't really had that depth in any position other than center in the longest time.
0: Yeah, I mean, last year it seemed like there was depth, but um, very specific to center and somewhat right wing. And it was always this question of, like, what are we doing on left? And it didn't seem to get solved last year. So I'm glad that the the, the one thing that Brad made the top of his list was fixing all of the left wing. So that's going to be exciting. Um, again, I, I just like the idea that Klangberg is a Leaf. I don't know. It's just fun. Me too. We never get the we never get the person that's like, oh, where are they going to go? Uh-oh. Like, what team's going to get them? We always get, like, He's the third be- or fourth person down.
1: Yeah, he's going to be so good and on he, the power he, play too. And if Brody goes down, Lily goes down, he's a top-notch offensive defenseman. I think the style he played to in Dallas wasn't too great for his game and his other stop as well. So I think if he's a little more insulated in Toronto as well, it's going to not hurt as much defensively. But what he brings offensively, it's just we haven't had that in quite a while.
0: Yeah, I think we got to find a better partner for him than Jake McCabe, though, as it has here on uh, Daily Faceoff. I know this is not, obviously, anything set in stone, but that would be a horrible pair. Uh, But who do you put Klingberg with?
2: Why do you say that would be a horrible pair?
0: Because I don't feel like either of them are overly defensively responsible um, to have two... Like, you've got kind of like a two-way and an offensive defenseman, which is... I mean, okay, depending on how you're playing, but I mean, you're putting a lot on a goalie that I don't know. This year, it's a little more of a question mark in net. You don't know, like you don't want like to pepper Joseph Wall with a bunch of high danger shots. So I don't know.
2: I I think there's good potential there. Like Riley Brody has been okay for most of the time they played together. You could throw Brody with Klingberg, McCabe up with Riley. You could even, excuse me. That's
0: what I was thinking.
2: Like, I really want to see them load up the minutes on Lilligren this year. Like, we need to see what we have with him. I love the guy. I think he's got a lot of potential, but we need to give him a chance. We can't keep burying him as a third-pairing defenseman.
0: Agreed. Yeah. Because as uh, we all know, you do that, and they're always going to be a third-pair defenseman. So. Yep. Okay, uh, next question here from Kilgore Ken. Ken27, Kilaconda. I like that Twitter slash X lets you have two names. Just makes it so fun. Uh, I wonder who our goalie is, and uh, is Matthew signing or not? I need answers. So that I'll tie into Grizzly Craig 1's uh, question. Two starting goalies for the first game. So you mentioned we brought in Martin Jones. We've got Joseph Wall, we've got Ilya Samsonov. Which two do you think are going to be in net for game one? Who
1: I Obviously, Sammy's going to be starting, I think, but I wouldn't be surprised if you saw Jones start the season because I think he can't go down without being claimed off waivers, whereas Wall can right now. So that might be ooh. the biggest deciding factor there.
0: Good point. Beaner, what do you
2: think? See, I wouldn't be surprised if maybe jones just started in the a because see kind of the same thing with wall right like you have to see what you have with him he finally got his chance because he's been running in danger trouble forever came up last year and he played well like we didn't lose because of him
1: no he was great even in the hl season like he was really good yeah he wasn't the problem
2: um so that that could just be me really wanting to see him get a chance. Like I get signing Jones the security blanket, but it's not even. It's not like you're signing an an over, like over the hill, former Vesna winner Stanley Cup champion. Yeah. You're signing a over the hill, eight sixty <sighs> goalie.
0: Yeah, his stats are confusing. I mean, we talked about it last uh, last episode, but I think it's I think it's safe to put Jones in as your backup in game one, but I think it's fair to give Wall the opportunity because he's earned it and to bring in Jones and just bump him down seems kind of like a kick in the, the Achilles, so eh, what, what do I think is going to happen? Honestly, I think it's going to be Martin Jones. I think uh, to what Sadi said, it's just waiver-wise and just veteran experience there. They're probably going to do it. Um, they're probably going to have to pull some cap gymnastics to fit somebody else in before game one. So, I was going to say,
2: Wolves
1: is $100 $109,000 cheaper. He is. And if he and plays Tom's. really well in training camp too, it's going to be really hard to turn him down. Like As Wiener said, like he's worked his ass off to get to this point. <sighs> Fuck. And, you know, like, eventually, the same with Lily, right? He deserved to have regular minutes and to be part of the big club. So every time he's just sniffing in and they send him back down, that's, you know, it's detrimental to the guy's
0: I know. future eventually. I'm not saying what's the right decision. I'm saying what I think is going to happen. I think the right decision as well. But what's going to happen is it's going to be Martin Jones in game one. I do agree. Anything to add? Disagree. Okay. <laughs> um, so last one here from Tommy Ryan, 26. Since we know Trail Living wants changes on the blue line, who do you think are a few players around the league he may be targeting? I have a couple thoughts, but I'm wondering if you guys have any.
2: Why? Well, I, I was wondering if there was some sort of deal he was trying to make to free up some cap space to maybe go after Dumba, but that's clearly not happening now.
0: So you think it'd be uh, like a defensive-oriented?
2: Well, realistically, he went. He already went out and got Klingberg. That's basically a forward who plays back.
0: Yep, that's fair.
2: Right. So you have Riley, who is Klingberg, but more responsible. You have Klingberg, and then you have Lily, who is kind of more of a two-way guy, but has a little bit of offensive ability. So I don't know if you really want to go like, we're not the Pittsburgh expendables here with Latang and Carlson.
0: <laughs> I mean, it's fair to say that the the two defensive oriented defensemen are Giro and um, Brody. Mm-hmm. Other than that, it's either offensive or two-way. So yeah, I mean, that makes the most sense. Um, I still think that there isn't... Though there's like an offensive threat coming from Klingberg, there's no dangerous shot still. So, I mean, even if they do get a defensive person, I think a shot from the blue line is something that he might be looking for. Um, I don't know, Nikita Zadorov from his old team, potentially.
1: It's possible. Like I don't think he's going to do anything going right into the season. That's going to be something November, December, maybe, where you start to look at that. I think he's going to roll with what he has, and that's what we're going to see, I think, on day one. Yeah, I mean, unless you're moving
0: one of the defensemen, it doesn't really make sense to be able to bring somebody else in. I think Captain all the too. all the slots are kind of filled. Um, <laughs> I mean, if he wants changes, fuck. I mean, who do you move on from there? I guess, like we've talked about, Brody kind of makes sense, but then you, you really got to bring in another defensive defenseman and who's going to do a one for one there. Yeah, uh, I don't think
1: Brody's the guy to do it.
0: I mean, you don't want to move Lilligren. The The only one you could move, I guess, is Jake McCabe. But again, trading defenseman for defenseman is always weird and hard and there's going to have to be a, a situation where a team wants to move on from somebody.
2: Having McCabe at $2 million for the next two years, that would be stupid to move on from.
0: Exactly. 100%. Unless he starts becoming Justin Hall 2.0. In which case, I don't care how much we're paying him.
2: He won't be um, Justin Hall 2.0 because he does actually use his size.
0: Oh, and as Justin just sent me from six minutes ago, uh, Hall of Fame Buffalo Sabres broadcaster, Rick, how do you say this? last name Jennerette. Jennerette. Passed away at the age of eighty-one after a two-year illness. That is unfortunate. Um, um, now, as,
2: as much as I dislike the Sabers, if you think of the Buffalo Sabers, like just like if I think of a Leafs play, I think of Bowen. If I think of a Sabers play, I think of Rick Generette. Gotcha. Like the May Day call when Brad May scored to win the series. Mayday, mayday, mayday. (laughs) Like, everybody's heard that. Iconic. Yeah, absolute legend of the game. And that's uh, condolences to Sabres
0: fans out there. Yeah, for sure. Rest in peace. It's uh, unfortunately, you know, up and down episode here with that. And it seems, oh, yep, Nick Castellanos just hit another home run. Okay, so um, last thing I want to do here, do a bit of a shorter episode. Um, What do you think is the uh, the difference between being, um, I guess, a classy fan and a trashy fan when you go to a game? So I want you to describe to me your classy viewing experience going to a Leaf game uh, and what what that looks like. So, uh, Beaner, let's start with you.
2: Is this like personal experience as of being
0: both or no just you I wanted to hear what your <laughs> what your opinion of this is I don't and everybody can chime in on Twitter or what they think is classy or trashy to do at an arena or at a game uh but what do you what do you think is like a classy way to watch the game so I have kind of been on
2: in my opinion I've kind of been on both sides of this um although the trashy one wasn't really for the Leafs. Um, so if I'm going to a game now, like when I took my dad to the game that Matthews ended up scoring the 60th in, like I'm as big of a fan as anybody I'll yell and scream, like cheer. Um, if a bad play happens, you know, I might jeer them a little bit, but as I've grown up, I've kind of come to the realization that you don't have to get, you know, vulgar, or anything like that, because there could be, and maybe this is because I'm a dad now. But like there could be someone there who has their five or six year old at their first game. Which, yeah, okay, if I'm if I'm two seats over from them and I'm yelling and screaming, Yeah, go, go, score, what whatever, that's great. That's part of the atmosphere, that's part of going to a game. But if I'm dropping new words that the kid has never heard every other <laughs> sentence, like that that's not they paid as much as I did to go, right? Like that's, th- that's where I'm at right now. But I have been on the other side of it where I took my buddy to a game in Ottawa to see the Canucks play. Cause he was a big Canucks fan and we almost got a fight. <laughs> like, and I'm not even a Canucks fan. Like it's, it's, I've, I've been on both sides, but that was, that was a long time ago back when I was in college. Um, so yeah, we, like, okay. I have let's, no let's... issue
0: Let's do I, this. Yep,
1: yeah, okay. What what, well, do you,
0: what do you wear into the game if you're go, going classy?
1: I mean, jerseys classy. Wearing another team that's not playing that night, that's trashy. But first of all, hey. I, the biggest thing for me is how you sit in front of a person. If you're leaning like that and you're up all the time, you're a piece of dirt. You're the biggest trash person in that whole <laughs> fucking arena. Sit back on your chair. You Backrest for a reason. If you do that, you're a classy fan in my eyes. The swearing, obviously, if you're dropping hard ass all the time, that's a big problem too. But fucking sit back in your seats, do the right thing. No, I like that.
0: I like that. I like that. Uh, Justin, what are you? Uh, what are you wearing to the game? If you're classy viewing experience,
2: I classy trash. It doesn't matter. I'm wearing a jersey. If I have a jersey, I'm wearing it.
0: Uh, is it trashy to wear? Uh, mm, let's say like a replica coach's jacket of the team to the game.
2: I don't think so. Okay. The way, like, everybody has their own fandom, right? Like, look at those guys in Vancouver who wore the green suits. True. Like, I wouldn't go that far,
1: but you do you. Yeah, I find, like, the the biggest crime is... Go
2: ahead. Oh, no, no, I was just going to say, especially, like, you look at the cost of an average jersey now is over $200.
1: Fair. If you're going yeah, it's if it's you're it. going
2: to a leaf game, you're already mortgaging your house to go to the game. So but there are two like, teams playing. You, you better be wearing t-shirt. one of those like...
1: two jerseys. Like <laughs> this is an Ottawa thing too. If Ottawa's playing Toronto, you'll see a bunch of idiots wearing Montreal Canadian jerseys. And oh I my don't God, get I it. And they're amongst the worst people in the, that arena. Okay. Okay.
0: Um, oh, uh, go ahead. Sorry.
2: You live in Ottawa your whole life. You're a San Jose Sharks fan. You've loved Carlson. You haven't had a chance to go to any Senators Sharks games because it only happens once a year. You go to a Senators That's Penguins game this year wearing a San Jose Carlson jersey.
0: Okay. One year okay, removed. Fine. I
1: think you might be okay.
0: Well, that Puck Doku two, answer fits. Fine. <laughs> you win. Oh, God. Love you. That's an Okay. Exception. So. Face painting, classy or trashy. Love it. Classy.
2: Yeah. Absolutely love it. Okay. I went to game game one of the cup final, twenty twelve, with my buddy Moose, and he had the full out playoff beard going and he got the devil emblem painted on his face. Because he's a big time devils fan. Like just absolutely, I wouldn't do it myself, but anybody who has the uh, the guts to go ahead and get that done and walk around with it. You went by full puppy crowd. Hundred percent, he did. He just kept his shirt on. That's all. That was fourth to two.
0: Okay. What about names on jerseys? Uh, how removed from the team this does the player s- have to be before it becomes <laughs> trashy?
2: It's never trashy.
0: Okay. To, yeah, to me, it it's team. never
2: trashy. If yeah, that's fine. It, it, exactly. Sorry, Sadie. I feel like I'm stepping over. No, the no, no. So so Go ahead, buddy. If you have had that enough of a connection with a player to purchase a jersey or a shirt or coat or whatever with their name and number on the back, wear it until it's so thin you can't wear it anymore. Like, yeah. uh, Like, even like Islanders fans, I wouldn't give an Islanders fan any flack for wearing a Tavares jersey. He was their captain, he was their number one overall pick. Like,. it, yeah, I, I don't get why people, I thought you were going with the, the, like some people say, oh, you know, grown men shouldn't wear a jersey with someone else's name on it. Like, get the fuck
1: that's, out of here. Uh, I believe that's a little offside. Once you start stitching your own name back there and giving yourself a number. Get, get okay,
0: back so here, here's two. Th- here too. What's trashier? Putting a player's name who didn't play for that team, wishing that they get traded to yours or putting your own name on the back? Well player
1: else that hasn't played, played for to me. team. Hands down. Like when, like
0: when people have the McDavid Leafs jerseys? Oh,
2: God, that's crazy. I've, I've seen Gretzky ones as well.
0: Yeah. Okay, so that wins as trashiest jersey. So th- I was trying to get somewhere where jerseys become trashy at a game, and I found it. Okay. Um, <laughs> what about food at the arena? Is there anything that you would consider as classy or trashy to get? What about what about like, I mean, me personally, I have spilled some fucking mustard on a jersey with one of those <laughs> huge, from the Sens Arena, they've got these hot dogs that are like a foot long. They are way too big, man. That's too much beef. Too much beef. I thought, I really like hot dogs. I thought I wanted a huge hot dog. I didn't want that much. Man, it's too much. But anyway, some schmutz fell on my jersey and now it's all fucked up. So. I would say like anything oversized that is covered in stuff like that, that you have to eat with your hands is a little like, you yeah. you might get Costanza to me, where they catch you on camera struggling with that thing. To me, it's That's the nachos.
1: That's an error. <laughs> the, oh, the nachos. <laughs> it's a dangerous game too. Like, but if you're going for a footlong hot dog it, and you're ripping mustard from one end to the other, fuck, you're rolling the dice, buddy.
0: I know I should have done it bite by bite. It's so much smarter. I'm just thinking of that now. Shit.
2: It's funny that you said that, Roscoe, because uh, like, I swear to God, when we were at the game with my like me and my dad, we're both we're hungry. We o- each ordered one of them giant hot dogs because the ACC has them as well. Loaded them all up, and Dad said, hey, how much you want to bet? He's going to score a 60th now that our hands
0: are full. Oh, God. <laughs> Sh-
2: sure as shit, we both get about two bites in, and he scores it.
0: <sighs> of course. Of course. But... Uh, I'm interested in why you think nachos are trashy again. Like,
2: how are you supposed to eat them without spilling them on yourself, the person in front of you, and the person beside you? Like eating nachos at a table is unflattering and That's messy. Fair. Like, it's true. I love nachos. Like, you, are you, you talking like nacho
0: nachos, nachos, like a
1: are you, you talking like a plate of nachos
0: food? or like the movie nachos where you get the thing of nacho dip with the chips and you just dip it in a... the a
1: nice. greasy cheese too? Like
0: there's a lot wrong with this. Yeah, it was... So if, my if you're
1: take at on a
2: seat in a stadium, sorry. No go for it. It's like a hot dog, a burger, a sandwich, sliced pizza, like something something you would pack yourself for a lunch where you don't have a, a table to sit at to eat.
0: Mm yeah for me it's that it seems like something that's not the best bang for your buck at the arena like everything no. at the arena is at least <laughs> nothing 20
2: at is but good no. bang for your buck
0: <laughs> but but hear me out if everything's between like 20 and 26 dollars like you might as well get like if chicken fingers and fries are like a dollar fifty more than getting nachos or like a burger and fries is a couple bucks more than getting nachos. Like that just seems like so much better value than getting nachos. Like, I don't know. For me, popcorn at the game is weird. I wouldn't call it trashy, but it's something that I just, I don't, I don't get. I wouldn't do. Dude at the Jay's game, game that I
2: was at. <sighs> he had the it, special commemorative Jay's popcorn container and he caught a foul ball nice. on it. It was awesome.
0: Damn, that is pretty cool. But again, it's it's like that you constantly have something in your hands. And your hands are always greasy, and like I don't want to touch the jersey. I don't know.
2: What are you doing, touching your jersey, anyways? You got it on. Why do you have to touch it?
0: I don't know. I don't know what to do with my hands. I'm fidgety. I'm pl- I'm literally playing with the hole out of a fidget thing that I broke right now. You hold like a that's... beer in one hand and you cheer with the other. Okay, so that leads me to the next one. How many beers is trashy?
1: Uh, are if you if you're driving? doing more than one a period, that's a gamble. Yeah, yeah, I guess.
0: Too. Okay. I guess that's how we'll say it. Is is getting up mid period to go get another beer trashy?
2: Yes. In my opinion. Yeah. That's you gotta plan ahead. Right? If like yeah, if okay, I I'm gonna sound like an alcoholic here. <clears throat> I can handle my beer. So if I'm tying one on i'm not driving i don't have to worry about how i'm getting home and i'm having a good time you need to come back with two beers
0: like you don't just grab one yeah
2: like gotta gotta preface it with we have to be responsible nine times out of ten i'm driving anymore so i have one maybe two at a game and that's about it
0: but yeah same here with ottawa i'm always driving because i don't want to spend $90 on an Uber and four and a half hours getting there and back. Um, but yeah, I mean, getting getting two, you're, you're still good. I think that's justified because you don't want to leave during the period because I think anybody who during the play, because they let you do this at some arenas like here in Ottawa, mm. during the play just goes back to their seat, that's trashy. Anybody who gets that's up or goes back trashy. to their seat while the play is on, that's trashy. Yeah. Um, what else is there? Oh, I mean, there's stuff on the ice. Oh, throwing stuff on the ice. Definitely trashy. Next level. Um, what about the, um, exception for hats and hat tricks? Okay, fair. What about the people that try to sneak down to seats?
2: Honestly? if you want to go ahead and try that, like take that risk of potentially being tossed out, go for it. It makes the arena look fuller on TV. Personally, if I'm there and I see a section with a whole bunch of empty seats, my God, like, oh, what the hell's going on? Like it, I don't know, maybe psychologically, yeah, it, it just, it's too. better to have. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think there's, there's context to that. I think if you just like yeah. right off the bat, go up to some seats on the front row when you bought nosebleeds, that's like nice that's pretty easy, risky, yeah. but if after a couple you know, if at least like midway through the second, if there's still some empty seats up there, I'd say that's that's probably free game.
1: Yeah, that's fair. Um game. that's
0: now that you bring that up, it is interesting. Like for most things they will have people fill seats, like most events that aren't sporting events, they'll bring people in specifically just to fill seats. I mean, my girlfriend and I wrote a comedy show where we were moved up into the front row to fill seats because they were filming it. It seems odd to me that sports arenas don't do this. Like once the game has started, if there's people whose tickets aren't checked, like I guess if they're season ticket holders, they can't assume that those people aren't coming, which is probably the problem. Mm -hmm. But it just seems strange that they wouldn't uh, at least ask the season ticket holders to RSVP by a certain time or else they'll just say like, Hey, we will fill your seats for the sake of the broadcast. If you don't, you know, say you're coming.
2: Yeah. Yeah realistically, that would, in my opinion, that would be the better way to do it because then it, yet again, it's just, yeah. it's psychologically, it's it it feels better.
0: Yeah. Because how many times, like, especially with the people that are season ticket holders, you know, I mean, at, at least for Toronto, it's a lot of, like we say, the suits and the the corporate seats. All the biggest fans that are cheering the hardest are up in the 300s usually. So, I mean, you bring a bunch of those people down, it's going to make the broadcast look a lot better. Just saying. You know, a bunch of signs all of a sudden come down on camera. Maybe you have to block some of them out, but at least mm-hmm. they're there.
2: Well, plus change the atmosphere of the game, right? I'm sure the players would love it yeah. to see these fans going wild sure. rather than guys in suits.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, what else? Uh, is trying to catch a t-shirt from the uh, mascots t-shirt cannon trashy? Mm-hmm.
1: No, it's so rare that it comes your way. You get a little excited. Why not? As long as you're not pushing a kid over or like an elderly person. You're <laughs> in the cleaner. Okay, got it. Cla- grabbing
0: anything from a toss at a game is classy. Pushing a kid over to do so is trashy.
1: Yeah. There you go. Got to draw the line somewhere.
0: Um, God, Any anything else we can break down at the game? What else is there? Yeah, um signs are signs uh I guess depending on what it says. It's a pretty great, sure,
1: If it's like blocking a bunch of people's view, put it down. Commercials and shit Oh, maybe. true. Um
2: am, am I weird for thinking that if you're an adult, maybe signs are trashy? Yeah.
0: I don't think you're I don't think you're weird for that. I think it's strange like, as an adult to like make do some crafts to show another adult that, you know, you love what they do i don't know i think that's kind of strange
2: yeah like kids by all means like that's that's part of the experience right they're trying to get their idols to
0: Mm
2: -hmm. to to notice them yeah but i don't know like unless it was like luke man coming to canada for the first time like one of them (laughs) i traveled thirty thousand or however many thousand kilometers it is right
0: like there's there's context (laughs) yeah for sure but if you're just like, yo, Marner, sauce me a stick on a, a sign, yeah, like, fuck no, off. <laughs> get out of here. You're uh, definitely uh, weirded with your name on it.
1: <laughs> 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 oh my god,
0: with his number from uh, be a pro and Chell. Yeah, sitting oh in god. someone else's seat. Definitely. Oh my god, Ugh. shit! I just thought of one. Oh, um. Any noisemaker at the game, Trashy, Uh, don't leave your fucking your drums and your kazoos and your spinny noisemaker things at home. I'm so tired of this every time there's somebody with one. Unless you are a mascot who is paid by the team to make noise. Don't like how do they let people in with these things? I don't get it. It's always like the one drum guy, you know? It's like he's got a handshake deal with the team to be able to bring this drum cowbell. in when nobody else. But you got the cowbell guy. There's always the, the cowbell person. And they, and they've got, like, the cape on with, like, the, you know, it's the flag of the team, and they're, like, jumping around. It's like they're not looking for a new mascot. Like, you're not going to get hired. I don't get what you're doing. I don't know. Those people bug me. That's <laughs> trashy. <laughs> man. Um, classy move I've seen a couple times the last few games I've gone to is there's like a group of kids and there's like a couple parents and they'll like get the the seats like behind them and the kids have like their own little little row and there's oh, yeah. like That's three or four cool. of them yeah looks, looks like they're always having a I've good time I've been
1: to a few games with my cousin and his hockey team who come up out of town and they always have their own little section It's it's really fun
0: yeah, see, only child. Um, I went to a lot of games with a lot of a lot of adults as a kid, so you know, different experience. Maybe that's just me being jealous. Uh, anyway, I've,
2: I've I've got one for you guys. What's that? Someone wearing an object in as a hat that isn't designed to be a hat.
0: Oh man, like a garbage can lid, or um, or
2: like a bucket from a local wing joint that was oh, brought yeah. to you with beer and ice in it.
0: Yeah, and I'm going <laughs> to lump in dollar store me, color. Do, wait, actually, get the fuck
1: out of here. Love that. Why?
2: So my one buddy, the same one I went to Ottawa with, we almost got in a fight, big time Canucks fan. For his bachelor party, it actually timed out perfectly that his NFL team, the Buccaneers, and his NHL team, the Canucks, were both playing in Buffalo in the same weekend. Oh shit. He went to university down in St. Catharines. So he had friends down there. We stayed at one of their houses. So we just made up the whole Bachelor Party was a whole weekend. We hired a a coach bus to take us from St. Catharines to Buffalo. Like it was a great time. And we ate at this wing joint that was just down the road from the Sabres Arena. And needless to say, there was a lot of beverages ingested. (laughs) And. As we're getting ready to pay and to leave, I was really thirsty. We were already leaving. There's a big bucket full of icy water in front of me. Oh, boy. I may or may not have drank it and put it on my head as a hat and walked out of the bar.
0: Oh, boy. Classy. Well done. They, let me,
2: they let me out of the bar and in the arena wearing it.
0: That is the actually the craziest part of it, that they let you <laughs> leave the bar like that and enter an arena like that. Damn. And I wasn't Damn. the one that
2: got kicked out of the arena.
0: Like we had friends who did, but Jesus, well done. <laughs> I was gonna, say, I was gonna say I'm lumping in, uh, shitty like streamer dollar store wigs, like the blue and white ones oh, people yeah, have. For like sure. those, I don't. I'm over that. Come on, guys. Yeah, like dye your hair or paint your face. That's those are kind of acceptable. That's a little silly. Um, ooh, what else is <sighs> there? I can't think of anything else.
1: I had two little things I yeah, wanted to bring up, actually. Lost. One little stats. Go for it. Um, just a reminder of how shitty the finances are in the NHL, especially compared to the league closest to them in the NBA. There is oh, a God. player in the NBA, Jalen Brown. Not a top three player, not a top five player, not even a top ten player. He signed a record contract for five years for $303 million. I saw one that and realized he's like not even a relevant will person. We'll give him sixty-nine million dollars. Phoenix, the Coyotes, right now their cap is seventy-four oh, no. million dollars. Think about that. Like, what did this guy see? This guy on like the Ringer Network ranked him twenty-second in the league. Like, that's insane. Oh my god. Anyways, oh, my second point is this: in nineteen ninety-nine, two thousand, um, guess who was the number one paid player in the league?
0: In, in the, the NHL?
1: NHL, yeah,
2: Lindros. I would have to say Yager or Lindros. Yeah,
1: Yager seventeen point four million dollars that Holy year. The NHL shit. revenue what? was one. Not done. The NHL revenue that year for ninety nineteen thousand was one point four billion dollars. Rewind it back to last year. Nathan McKinnon is making twelve point six, and the NHL revenue is five point seven billion. Make it make sense i I don't think we can
0: that was fire I'm giving you fire for that um <laughs> oh. i i my I don't even that's insane like I knew there were teams that were not cap compliant, but I didn't realize it was like. There were players making more money than players are now yeah. at the max. The league is
1: making four billion dollars less and they're getting paid, you know, five million dollars less per year. Uh, I don't get people it. People like Jalen Brown are making $70 million a year. You know,
0: as much as we can blame how Batman runs this league, the NHLPA has really done themselves absolutely no favors at all in getting their own salaries up over the same course of time. Like this 100%. if they if they were an active union, like th- they would be livid with 80% of the things that he does. And instead they're just like, eh, we'll take it to the next bargaining. Like every time it's like, oh it might be a lockout, the players just fold on everything. They always do. So or they'll sell out the next generation to, you know, make it a little better on them. But it seems that Batman yeah. always gets his way and you know that's kind of his job they've just been losing time after time in these negotiations and here here we are entry level contracts in the nhl are <laughs> what 900 or 950 grand in 2023 which i mean yeah. not to shy at how much money that is especially us dollars but i mean come on what's an entry Compared level contract these, in the nba does. What is an NBA entry-level contract?
2: For NBA, I couldn't tell you.
0: <laughs> it is. I feel like I know it. I- um. What is? It? How much is a rookie contract? Up. Oh, get the fuck out of here. So it's four. It's like ten million a year. Yeah. Okay. So oh, it depends on when you were picked.
1: Yeah, I think the minimum you can make is one point one two million.
0: Uh, <laughs> yeah. So if you are the first overall pick, first year salary is ten million dollars. Second year salary is ten point six. Third year option is eleven point one. Um, it, honestly, until the thirtieth pick, you are still making over two million a year for three years. Yeah, That's and if insane. you make like
1: all NBA teams too, you can make way more money as well. It's- Crazy incentives.
0: Like what? I did not realize these entry level contracts were so high. <laughs> anyway, that's how <laughs> far behind we are. Man. That sucks. Thanks for tuning in. Um <laughs> that's not classy. I hate this league sometimes, man. It's so stupid. Follow us everywhere. Watch the videos. Send us questions. Um, I got some. I, I know. I said I had merch coming out. I'm just. I'm still working on it. I'm sorry. I want it to be perfect. It's coming. it's coming. Love you. Good night. Bye. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Leafs Late Night. Your night of post-game podcast available after every game on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Audible, and more. If you have any other ideas for classy or trashy things, send that in too. That was fun.
1: Yeah, that's pretty fun. <laughs>